Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go Ye There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are excited to have you with us. Getting into churches and raising support is just a part of what we have to do as missionaries. Whether it's raising support for the first time on deputation or setting up those meetings on furlough. On this episode, we're going to explore materials, how to get churches' attention. Let's head into the open. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9.10, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. God teaches in his word that we are to work hard and be diligent in what we do. Proverbs, for example, is full of verses on the subject. You remember when we as kids would have a test that we didn't study for, and then we'd pray that God would give us the answers? Well, sometimes we give our materials less than the best, just as we did as kids, and hope that God will make up the difference. On today's show, we have two great guests lined up. First, we're going to be talking with Brendan Lawrence, Missions Director at Temple Baptist Church in Herndon, Virginia. He's going to be giving us a church's perspective on what it's like to receive and review materials that missionaries send and some insights on what make them stand out. Next, we're going to be talking with Jason Nill and Aaron Van Gorp, who, after growing up on the missions field, founded Commission Creative Graphic Design in order to provide high-quality material for missionaries. They're going to be talking with us about ideas and tips for those of us that can't afford to pay a professional, but also how to select a professional to make sure that we're sending top-quality materials to our churches. Let's get started. Brandon Lawrence is the assistant pastor of missions and music at Temple Baptist Church in Herndon, Virginia. After growing up at Temple and graduating from college, Brother Lawrence returned and serves in various capacities, including leading the missions program. Brother Lawrence, it's great to have you with us today. Brother Leland, I'm happy to be with you, and I'm, I'm glad you're doing this. I realize that deputation uh, for missionaries has a lot of challenges, so I think this can be a real help and blessing to them. I know when I was on deputation and started contacting churches for meetings, I would always wonder how big the stack on the desk of the missions director was. How many missionary packets would you say that you receive in an average week? It's a pretty big stack. Um, it, you know, it comes in waves, but I'd say I probably get an average of one to two, whether it's a phone call or an email or a packet. But uh, but we get quite a few number of calls and emails and, and packets, so probably one to two a week, I'd say. In an average year, how many missionaries would you say you're able to have in? Yeah, so 
we don't have missionaries in unless we feel pretty confident that we're going to take them on. We don't want to waste missionaries' time and money. And not, not that it is a waste. I think anytime you're able to get in a church, that's a good thing. From our perspective as a church, we want to make your deputation as efficient as possible. You know, we don't want to waste their gas money, their the time. They might be able to be in another meeting where another church would definitely be you know, taking them on. So having said that, we might have in a total of three to five new missionaries uh, throughout a year is what I would say. Um, it, it could be more than that if our faith promise is really good in a year. It might be a little less than that, not usually too much less than that, but again, it depends on the faith promise commitment. And then apart from that, we're having our regular furlough missionaries that are coming through and reporting. We might have three to five or six uh, furlough missionaries that are coming in as well. When you receive a packet, an information packet from a missionary, what is something that normally jumps out to you? Probably the, the first thing that jumps out at me is the sharpness of it, seeing that they've done their job, getting it prepared properly, and that it has information in it that's going to help me um, get to know them a little bit better. When I get these packets, I don't know these missionaries from Adam. It's it's a pretty important deal when we take on a missionary to me um, because people on our end are sacrificing to give their money to be able to take on missionaries. So I take what I'm doing as a pretty serious job because I'm, I'm trying to pick the best investment, so to speak, spiritually for our church. And of course, it's not just our money, it's the Lord's money. And so, you know, I'm looking for uh, sharpness in the materials that uh, looks uh, nice and up to date in its presentation. And the pictures are sharp. The There's no, you know, a lot, not a lot of errors in the grammar and so on. Those are just things that would hit me right away. The other things I'm looking at, I usually look to see what their current level of support is, if they include that in the email or in the packet uh, that they've sent to me, because if you know, someone's been out on dictation for a really long time. It's sort of a, a, a warning sign, maybe, may throw up some red flags. And I might investigate more uh, in that when I talk with them personally. I'm looking for a focus on church planning, because that's our philosophy in terms of our mission support. And I'm looking for a clear burden. Yeah, you know, I remember last year we had a missionary, I uh, got his video and he just was sort of almost, well, I think this is what the Lord wants me to do. Well, that's that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear that, you know, someone knows this is what God's called them to do. Because if you get to a country, you know, there's a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges. And if you're not sure you're supposed to be there, I forget what the average is. They say of missionaries, how long they last. And so, you know, if someone's got a burden to call and it's cemented in their heart, that's that's going to be a better sign for me that they're going to stick to it. Yeah, I'm looking if they have a website because I'm trying to find out as much information as I can about this person who's contacting me. And if I can go to a website, find out any more information, and, and it shows me that there's a there's an avenue for good communication with the missionary because if we take this missionary on, we want to get to know the missionary. We want to be able to pray for the missionary. We want to be in contact with the missionary, not just me but our church people, because we're trying to keep missions as much as possible in front of our uh, people's eyes and in their hearts so that they will be praying. You know, I'm looking for their video. Uh, that also is going to help me to have a better uh, look at them. I'm looking at, you know, how well uh, connected can we be with them. Nowadays with different social media, it's it's a blessing because not just getting an update letter, we want that, but uh, also just uh, the updates that come through the social media is a blessing for us. And when we have those kind of connections. So I'm looking for those things. Do they come across as organized? Are there trusted connections? That's probably something I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking at what college they went to. I'm looking at 
what pastor or evangelist recommendations are there. I'm looking at, obviously, what mission board they're with. I'm looking for what they're sending, who they're sending churches. I'm looking for uh, what missionaries they might would be working with once they get on the field. So just some trusted connections to help me um, know that I can trust this missionary who's getting in touch with me. So when you receive a packet and there's a link to a video, how important is that video to your overall decision to have the person come in? It's it's pretty important to me uh, because the packet's going to get me in the ballpark with them. Again, I'm going to be looking for certain things there in the packet. But when I watch the video, I feel like it gives me a more personal look at them and their family and their call and uh, where they're going, all of it. If the video's not there, I'll, I'll be contacting them or I'll be asking them to you know send me a link to a video. The, having a video there, having all of those things shows me that they're ready. I had a missionary one time who, who, who we got a meeting with and he showed up and didn't have uh, his video ready. And um, I, I didn't do my due diligence in making sure he was ready, but I, I can just tell you that didn't come across well for the church. Uh, video shows me that they are, they've done their due diligence in uh, doing their part, their own deputation, and it gives me just a closer look at them. Now, brother, I know that a lot of times missionaries want to send out a sharp packet, and by printing it out and getting it in the mail, we can have a brochure, we can have high-quality material, and all of those different things can be included. But as far as you're concerned, what's the best way to receive those packets? Is it by regular mail or by email? My preference is, is electronic packet. Now, if they wanted to send me a, a you know a simple packet with some prayer cards in it, I'd like to get a prayer card as well, a physical prayer card, and we can sit those out. But in terms of when I've just met a missionary and that initial contact, I'm really an electric uh, contact is best for me. Just one more question, and we'll finish up. When you look at a packet, if you take all of the information that you receive as a whole from the missionary. What is the most important piece of information? If I was going to say the most important piece, it would be the letter that's in there, and hopefully it's got all the contact information on it so that I can contact them. So I would say the letter that's in there is would be the most important thing. If I just got a video, I guess that'd be good, but I'd, I'd, I guess I'd be expecting letters. Brother Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to share this with us. The information that you shared, being able to hear it from the perspective of someone who's dealing with these each and every day is a tremendous blessing. Thank you for sharing it, and thank you for all that you and Temple Baptist Church does for missions. Amen. I, I, we love missionaries, and you know, I just say to any missionaries out there, just keep on going. You know, Keep your burden um, fresh, and don't get discouraged. Keep Keep calling guys like me. Uh, you know, don't call once, call twice. And I know sometimes those things can get frustrating and, and, you know, realize that guys on our side can be busy. But we do we do love missionaries, and I hope this will be a help uh, to those that are uh, heading toward the field where God's called them. Jason Nill and Aaron Van Gorp founded Commission Creative in 2003. Both Jason and Aaron are the children of missionaries and know what it's like to travel to raise support, pose for family pictures, and have to worry about those monthly newsletters being sent out. When they got older, they decided to found Commission Creative, 
which is a missions-focused design studio. Jason and Aaron, it's great to have you with us today. Great. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Missionaries don't always have the money, especially in the beginning, to pay to have materials designed. So many times they just end up doing it themselves. Of course, we realize it's not as good as a professional design, but, you know, as long as I have a real burden for my area and I'm trying my best, everything's going to work out, right? Yeah, I believe that you have to invest some time and money, especially if you want to raise funds, you know, the amounts that missionaries need coming in on a monthly basis. Um, but you don't necessarily need a complete arsenal of tools to begin the fundraising process. You know, uh, a great place for missionaries to start is with having a prayer card professionally designed. It really, is the cornerstone for any missionary's fundraising toolkit. It serves as a business card, of course, and kind of like a mini flyer about your ministry and you know what they're doing. And as missionaries raise more funds, they can add on additional tools. You know, later like uh, email template, table display, note cards, brochures, stuff like that. Okay, so let's say that I'm a missionary, and I already know there's there's no choice. I have to design the material myself. What are some tips that you can give me to come up with something that's functional? Sure. If you absolutely have to do something yourself, do a lot of research, look at some portfolio sites and kind of see uh, what else is out there and kind of you know gauge uh, and figure out what you like and what you need to design. Spending that extra time running the ideas past several people and getting honest reaction and critique is, is, a, is a great thing to do, especially when if you're not a professional designer. And then refine it before you use it and publish it or put it out there. Okay, let's say that I'm in a different situation. I have the money to pay somebody, but I talked with a friend of mine that kind of does a little bit of this on the side, and he says that he can get it done much cheaper than what I may pay a professional to do. How do I really even know how to choose a designer to design my material? I would say do your homework up front first. You know, ask to see their portfolio, get an idea of their style, and see if they have an eye for design and whether they like what they come up with. Uh, some great questions for missionaries to ask a designer um, is, do you have experience designing for missionaries or ministries? You know, uh, a designer that has experience working with missionaries and ministries, they're going to know what needs to be on those pieces and be able to guide the missionary through that process a lot better than someone that's coming out of left field and doesn't really know that, that market, that niche. Um, another great, great question is, do they have access to licensed stock photography that they can use? A lot of missionaries don't have um, a wide variety of photos, especially like really good quality ones that are, that are going to translate well uh, to printed materials. And so making sure the designer has that access is another key point to make sure they have. Another question is, do they back up their files? And if the missionary comes back after serving overseas for four years, will they be there so they can update them? And lastly is, is whether they, that designer can design and produce other items besides this prayer card, like email templates, table displays, letter design, printing and mailing services, all that kind of stuff that missionaries are going to need beyond just the prayer card. I think another thing to keep in mind when you're um, considering using a friend is just, although it may be cheaper, and since you know them, you may want to help them out, that may not mean you're going to get your project done as soon as possible. And if you hire a friend instead, maybe to save a few dollars, and they have another full-time job, they may not be able to provide the attention to your project, even though that may 
initially save you some money, it may not be worth it in the end. And so now instead of just paying, you know, one person, they started with one person had to come back to someone else that they knew could do it, even though it maybe cost a little bit more. So they may end up spending more in the end. So that's definitely another thing to consider as well. Jason, when you were talking, you mentioned licensed graphics. Now, I know, and this kind of may be a, a hot topic, but I know that missionaries, a lot of times, you just go on Google or go online and search images and just find some image to use, and then you use it. How much of a problem yeah. does that create? Well, for one thing, the quality is, is, is not going to be good. Like, we've seen that a lot. Uh, you know, we collect prayer cards and stuff that we find as well. And, you know, we can definitely spot those Googled images, you know, that they just kind of pull in and put in their design. They're going to be pixelated. They're, you know, they're not going to fit right. They're not going to look good when they they come out in print. But the other problem is, too, you're really stealing photos and resources. You know, those aren't um, licensed to use. And so everything that we supply missionaries with, we have, you know, licenses for stock photography and artwork and stuff like that that we pull in and incorporate in their design. So, you know, everything's on the up and up. (laughs) Sure, that makes sense. Now, if you would, just take a few moments and tell us about Commission Creative and the services that you provide. Sure. Uh, both Aaron and I were MKs. You know, so growing up, we were right in the midst of our parents' fundraising efforts. You know, we folded and stuffed newsletters, uh, traveled to different churches on the weekends, occasionally had to sing a song or two in front of the congregation in a different language, which wasn't fun. <laughs> You know, and of course, we posed for pictures that ended up on embarrassing-looking prayer cards that we had to pass out. So, you know, needless to say, uh, we noticed something that really bugged us. Missionaries didn't have access to quality, professional support-raising materials. So that's why in 2003 we started Commission Creative, because we believe that the Great Commission deserves our very best. And so what we strive to do is provide a design agency quality service and materials, but with a missionary's budget in mind. Everything we design is completely custom, so it reflects their ministry and helps them tell their story. And we can carry out that design uh, across to other promotional pieces so they have a cohesive brand. You raise an interesting point with your choice of words. You say your brand. Now, a lot of people don't necessarily think of missions in those terms. Tell me a little bit more about why you chose to use that word in relation to the missions process. When you interact with a donor, they analyze everything about you and your ministry. Most of this is done maybe subconsciously, but how you act, your emails you write, how your materials look, how you present your ministry in your presentation during services, um, and the work you'll be doing is all part of that brand. What we help missionaries with is the visual is the visual part of that. So they, they may not be accustomed to using that word, but they do have a brand, whether they like it or not. Pastors are seeing materials from other ministries or projects that may compete with the missionary, the dollars that they're vying for. And so the materials that the missionary is creating really needs to be up at the same level as uh, the material that a pastor might see for another project for their community or anything like that. And so even even though it's on a small level, you know, when we get a missionary's information, we're creating a brand set of topography and colors and a look and feel from from the materials we create and kind of expand from there as we as we design more material. Maybe new for missionaries, but it's good to recognize that that 
part of this is part of their visual brand, but they also have, you know, the other parts of their brand, just like when we interact with a company, we're seeing or experiencing their brand and, and we want people to enjoy the experience with our brand. And the personality of each of the missionaries should be a, a large part of that. And our, our portion is just a small part of that. And we know that, but we think it's important is that visual aspect. If someone wants to get in contact with Commission Creative, tell us how they go about doing that. For more information, we have um, info, info on our website, so commissioncreative.com, or they can check us out on Facebook as well. Um, or if you're just looking for prayer cards, you can search Missionary Prayer Cards or Commission Creative on Google. And we also have some discount codes available for new customers that come to us. Jason, Aaron, thank you so much for being on our show and sharing this information with us. I know that it's going to be a great blessing to missionaries who are attempting to do the work of the Lord, but sometimes just don't know how to go about getting that done. So thank you so much for sharing the information with us. Thanks, Leland. We appreciate uh, you having us on, and we appreciate you putting this podcast together as a resource for missionaries. We know it'll be valuable for missionaries, Lily. So, yeah, thank you. I realize that missions is a spiritual endeavor, but it's certainly a physical one as well. In our first interview, Brother Lawrence talked about the missionary being an investment that the church chooses. Commission Creative talked about your brand. If I were to speak in purely business terms, you as a missionary are an independent contractor and a small business owner. You know, some people may say, well, no, I'm a part of my sending church or my missions agency. Missionaries at times change sending churches and missions agencies, and they continue on as their own independent entity. The government understands this and charges us the self-employment tax. Our prayer letters serve as our report to our board of directors, and our furloughs serve as our board meetings. How quickly you raise support and how many churches continue your support over your time on the field is a direct reflection on the strength of your organization. And everything that you say, every picture you post, and every word that you write is public relations for your organization. And we give our consent every single time we cash the support check that comes from the churches that invest in us. We can't take the money and then not want to be responsible. And materials are just a small part of everything that makes up Missions Incorporated. Wow, fantastic information today from our guests. I hope that the information was a blessing to you. You know, as we finish up our show today, let me just remind you of a few things. If you're listening to our show from our website, please sign up on our homepage to receive show notifications by email every time new shows are available. You can also subscribe to our show via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcasting app. Remember that on the website, there is always a list of upcoming shows. If you want to suggest show topics, ask a question, leave a comment, or get in contact with us, you can do that in multiple ways. Get in contact with us via Facebook or Twitter at GoYeThere. Or you can email our show at contact at GoYeThere.com. Our next episode is going to feature Dr. Deborah Mills, who has literally written the book on staying healthy while in foreign countries. 
We're going to have a great conversation with her about things like dealing with parasites, what to do when you get sick and don't trust the local medical care, and many other issues that missionaries face. We hope that you'll join us.